The first time I answered the phone, I thought it was a joke. I've had people calling and not saying anything. As a matter of fact, I've done that myself, so I had no reason to think this was not a prank. When the phone first rang, I was the only one awake, so I decided to pick it up. I stayed on the line for about 30 seconds, but after having no answer at all, I hung up. It was a minute past 12 o'clock, and I remember perfectly. And the reason why I know this is because every single night, I was awakened at midnight thanks to my mom's giant loud cuckoo clock that happened to be located just outside my room. And I used to sleep on the first floor while my parents, little brother and sister, slept in the three rooms on the second floor. And I told mom many times how much that goddamn clock annoyed me, but she was just not willing to take it down. And after hanging up the call, I went back to sleep and that was that. The next day, I had completely forgotten about it and no one in my family asked me about it either. And the following day, I heard the phone once again. I quickly went to pick it up thinking it was just some sort of emergency, but when I answered, I couldn't hear anything, just some panting. And after 10 to 15 seconds, I hung up. Now at this point, I was 100% sure it was all a joke, probably coming from one of my friends. And in the morning, Dad asked me who had called, or he had heard the phone ringing. And I told him it was just a prank caller, Dad. When I arrived at school, I asked my friends who was the one calling me, but none of them had any idea what I was talking about. My friends and I sometimes used to do these kind of pranks, so it wouldn't be weird if it was any of them trying to trick me. I simply told them to cut it out. So it was definitely a surprise when the same night, at the same time, the phone rang. But this time, it was different. My dad was in the living room watching TV, so he answered the phone. But once again, nobody spoke. I asked dad whether he heard a panting sound, but he said that as soon as he said hi, the other person hung up. Now, this all happened in the early 90s. Not all phones could detect the number back then, so we had no idea who it could have been. And even if it was annoying as hell, there was not much we could do. The same thing kept happening for many days until my parents eventually got fed up, so they decided to disconnect the phone every night after 9pm. And during the first three nights, everything was perfect. But good things just don't last forever. On Wednesday after arriving home from school, the phone rang. I was the only one at home. My parents were still working and my siblings had extracurricular activities. I answered the phone being confident that it was one of my friends calling me. I was definitely surprised when I heard a man on the line. Hello, Miranda. It's lovely to hear your voice. I've been missing it, he said. I hung up the phone immediately. I was scared. Couldn't recognize his voice. His voice sounded young, like a young man. And after a few minutes, I realized I was just being stupid. It could clearly be one of my friends or classmates. I knew exactly what to do to stop this. And just as I thought, the next day, at exactly the same time, the phone rang. 
Hello? I asked. Good to hear you again, Miranda. Please do not hang up on me this time, the voice said. I won't. Uh, this time I have something to say. Oh, what is it? Who are you, and why won't you stop calling me? Oh, Miranda, I can't tell you that. It'll take the fun out of it. So, what do you want to talk about? Tell me about your day, Miranda. I want to know it all. There's nothing to tell. Just about to do my boring English homework. I don't really want to read the stupid book that I have to. Oh, but To Kill a Mockingbird is a masterpiece. He rapidly answered. I immediately interrupted him. How do you know that's the book I'm supposed to read? I asked him, but he hung up. I wanted to catch him. That was my plan, but I never imagined it would be so easy. And now I knew. He might be in my English class. When my parents came home, I told them I had discovered that the person who was calling was someone in my English class, and that I'll pay attention from now on to learn who it was. However, my parents pressured me to speak to my teacher, Mr. Green, and I was opposed to it. It was so embarrassing and over the top, and I was sure I could figure things out on my own. But my parents warned me that if I didn't speak to Mr. Green about it, they'll go to school themselves, which, to be honest, was even a lot more embarrassing. Now, I didn't want to speak to Mr. Green. He was our substitute teacher who had been working at the school for two months. And despite being a younger teacher, he was so awkward, but, well, I guess what other choices did I have? And on Thursday, just before starting class... I told Mr. Green everything. I told him that I'd been getting random calls for the last week or so, including calls at midnight, and we knew the person doing it was in my English class. I also mentioned that my parents told me to speak to him with the hope that maybe he could say something in class so that whoever it is stops messing around with me. When the class started, Mr. Green made the announcement. He was actually quite nice and convincing. He didn't really mention me at any time. He simply said that different students have been getting prank calls, some of them at very inappropriate times. The parents and the school were aware of it and had decided to give the students a fair warning to stop. Otherwise, we would have to get the police involved. Now, at that point, everyone in the class looked at each other in disbelief. And to be honest, for a few minutes, so did I. There were not many people taking advanced English. It was only a few of us, and most of us were girls. There were only a few boys, maybe eight to nine of them. So it was really easy to discover who the caller was. I just needed to pay more attention to them next time they had to read aloud. Well, surprisingly, Mr. Green's tactics had worked. The call stopped that day. My family was relieved, and I was, well, well, I guess to a certain extent. The truth is, I was curious. I wanted to know who the mysterious caller was, why he was doing it. 
especially now that I didn't have to take every boy at school into consideration. Only a few boys from the same class. I felt as if I was close to know who it was. My friends kept telling me they believed that this person made the calls because he was a shy boy in love with me or something. I actually started to believe this theory, and well, I was excited, especially because a couple of the guys who took the class were QTs, really, and I had the impression that one of them could have been, since he was rather awkward and shy, and he seemed like the kind of person who did those kind of things to get to know someone. I mean, as creepy as that sounds. So during class, I started paying attention to the boys whenever they read. I tried hard to identify the voice, but it was getting hard to remember it. Most of them sounded the same to me. And at the end, my subconscious played me, and I ended up getting convinced that the one with the most similar voice was Alan, the most handsome guy in class, to be honest. I kind of started to develop a crush on Alan. But the problem was we didn't share many classes together. English was my only chance, so I changed seats and sat next to him. I tried speaking to him, but he was very quiet, and it took at least three attempts for him to actually have a full conversation with me. And I could tell he was having a good time talking to me. I could tell he liked me. And when Alan and I spoke, we didn't care who was around. Mr. Green had to tell us off a couple times during class, but this didn't stop us. One day, Alan and I were speaking so much, Mr. Green got very upset because we were disturbing his class, so he sat us in different places. And after the class was over, Mr. Green had a word with me and told me my grades were now lower, and he thought it was because I had a bad influence. He said that I probably should fix my priorities, whatever that meant. Otherwise, I would have failed the class. But, huh, my grades at that point weren't my priority. It was Alan. And as soon as I got out of the classroom, Alan was waiting for me. He invited me to the school's winter dance, and of course, I accepted. I was over the moon. And after school, I drove home quickly because I wanted to see if I had enough money in my savings to get a new dress. But the moment I entered my house, the phone rang. Do not go to the dance with him. The man on the phone said and then hung up. I couldn't believe what was happening. The person that had been calling me all this time was not Alan. And now, whoever it was... I'd made him upset. I was anxious, but didn't want to let this person interfere with things. I wanted to go to the dance with Alan, and I knew if I told my parents they would take the mysterious caller's statement as a threat, then they won't let me go to the dance. And so I said nothing to them. Now a week passed, and I continued with the preparations. And what should have been seven days of happiness and excitement turned into seven days of hell. Ever since accepting the invitation to the dance, I got a call. And now the mysterious caller was more aggressive every single time. I was constantly being called a whole bunch of obscenities and was constantly threatened. I started getting home late and disconnecting the phone not to hear this person. 
one day before the dance. I got home at six at night. I'd been at the salon getting my nails done, and my parents were not there yet, but I knew they were about to come home. I entered the house and noticed the lights were on, which was really strange. And I assumed my brother had arrived earlier from his karate classes. So I started calling his name, but I got no response. I headed to my room and what I saw disturbed me. My room had been ransacked. My mattress had been flipped. The beautiful dress I was going to wear for the dance had been torn to shreds. It was all over my floor. And the word whore had been written on my mirror. I was terrified. I never thought this person would go so far, but now I know he was indeed dangerous. I ran out of my room, but as soon as I got out, there was a tall man wearing a gray hoodie, dirty jeans, and a black ski mask waiting for me. And I screamed as soon as I saw him, and I tried to push him out of the way, but he still managed to block my way and put a knife close to my face. I told you not to go with him. Now, you'll never be with anybody else. He tried to stab me. Luckily, the knife just missed me, but tore through my sweatshirt just above my shoulder. I tried to push him out of the way once again, and I ran down the stairs with him following me. It all happened so fast, I can't even explain how we ended up tripping. When we tripped, he dropped the knife and I could tell the both of us were trying to reach for it. And I needed to do it in order to save my life, and he needed to do it to kill me. And while we wrestled on the ground, the front door opened. It was my parents and siblings, and I heard my mom and my siblings scream while my dad ran towards me and the man. And unfortunately, the man was not stupid, and he managed to get up and run to the kitchen, and exit using the back door. Now, I don't remember anything else, and I'm sure I'm probably forgetting something. After all, I was in shock. I only started feeling better when the police arrived, and we actually managed to speak with them. That night, we went to the police station, spent a long time talking with them. I told them all I knew, including what I believed to be responsible was another student from my English class and they said that they would investigate further. Now, the next day, I didn't go to school. My school had been informed about everything, and because the suspect was a student, they postponed the dance. Two days later, the police came to my house and told me that they knew who it was. And it turns out, the person who had been trying to kill me was Mr. Green. And after much thought, made so much sense. He seemed particularly disturbed whenever he saw me close to Alan. But that's not it. It turns out Mr. Green was not who we all thought he was. His real name was Caleb Turner, a suspect that was on the loose for other crimes such as murder and kidnap. Caleb, pretending to be someone else, rented a room in the house of Mr. Andrew Green and his mother. About two weeks after he did so, he killed them, and then he impersonated Mr. Green, and then applied to be a substitute teacher using Mr. Green's qualifications. Caleb Turner was a clever man, 
he had his ways. More than twenty years have passed, and Caleb still hasn't been found. And I know that because I, myself, became a police detective after all that had happened. Many believe that Caleb is not around anymore. But I beg to differ, and that thought is what keeps me awake at night.